Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is Richard Deitch, the host of the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Multiple times a week, our podcast will get you interviews with the most notable names in sports media, from broadcasters to dealmakers to people doing great work behind the scenes. Here's Hubie Brown. Anytime that you win an award, it's not just because of the announcer and the analyst. It's always because of the production team. That's the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, Al says we're rolling, so that means we start. Al, it is now a Wednesday. I said yesterday, Tuesday felt like Monday. Well, today feels like Wednesday, actually, because when we pulled up this morning, I said to you, I said, what day is today? You said, it's Wednesday. And I said, good parking day. And all day, it's felt like Wednesday. It is a Wednesday. It feels like Wednesday. Forget. It does not feel like we've worked a short week, though. No, it doesn't. Right? Feels did you like also, the same. Did you spill that to Mark, too, today? <laughs> I did not, no. <laughs> I had made no faux pas in the bathroom today. Mm, good job. Talking, not looking to see who was sitting on a toilet. Right. I did have a question. I brought this up, I believe, on our ride in, Jerry. You did. Okay. You and I sometimes discuss the stock market yes. and the confusion that it is and the crapshoot that it is and all that stuff. And one stock that I've followed for many, many, many years is the Sirius XM stock. Right. They used to be two different stocks. There was an XM stock. And I remember when uh, XM was first starting, satellite radio, I remember telling my friends, I was like, I don't know how to buy stocks, but I would buy this XM stock because right. I think it's going to be huge. Commercial free music, what could be better? That's This was before Howard Stern, before Play by Play. All sure. And I remember the stock because I, I kept it in my head. I go, I, I'm going to remember how much the stock was. It was $35 a share. Yeah. I'm telling you, this has to be probably 15, 20 years ago. Right. It, it is trading at $7. Right. I just looked up I looked up their report. They have 33 million subscribers. Right. Howard Stern makes $100 million a year. The CEO, I'm sure, makes probably $60 million a year. How is that stock trading at $7? I have no idea. I don't know because I bought it at, I remember when it fell and then there were rumors of Stern coming. I think that was, I think there were rumors of Stern going there. I bought it with my father at nine fifty a share. 
and I thought this nine dollars and fifty cents. Yes, I thought it was a hundred dollar share, easy. I really did. And not that I bought thousands of shares or anything like that, but we certainly bought between the two of us. I think we bought a thousand. Um, no, it was not a thousand shares. We might have bought five hundred shares, maybe it was something like that that we split. Yeah, we sold it at three dollars and ten cents a share. Yeah, and I looked. I we looked, got killed. I looked at the report. Right now, it's at its fifty-two week high at seven dollars. Yeah, I don't get it. It's low in the last fifty-two weeks. Has been three dollars. So I texted my friend Guy Adami, who works at uh, CNBC's Fast Money. Yes, he give you an answer. He did, but these stock guys all talk. I don't know what they're talking about. I'm so dumb when it comes to stocks. He gave me an answer and said, "Well, it's it's doubled since blah blah blah," which was correct. I looked; it was three dollars. Now it's seven dollars. Right. Uh, he wrote something in there where it seems like I guess I guess the reason why it's lower is that they have competition from Spotify and they may be bought up by somebody and then but that why changes. is that I don't know. But even if they're bought, I see. I don't understand this stuff. Yeah, I have no idea. All right, I don't get. I'm it. hoping someone that listens to this is in the stock market and can tell us in English terms for dumb people it's not even like english stocks for dummies right that well there is a book actually stocks for dummies yeah but i bet even that's confusing uh it's for dummies though all right i mean i'm a dummy i should go read it maybe i can help you out i wonder if you read all of the books for dummies whether you would be very smart in or knowing still be everything a dummy. yeah i think i probably wouldn't be a dummy like how about that should be something that every month you read a book for dummies Okay. And see if you can figure it out. I would. All right. Why don't you pick out the first one? Stocks for dummies. Because if I could oh, figure out how to do stocks. That doesn't sound like fun, though. Give me something that I might enjoy to get started. I wish I was watching. I had the CNBC on yesterday. And uh, that Jim Cramer was on. Yes. That guy's so excited about stocks. Because I he makes. Wish, I wish I could be excited about stocks. All right. So I'm going to pull up the four dummies. Oh, here we go. They have four. so many books now. Are there that many? All right. Yeah. I'm not Thousands. reading football for dummies. We know that. I am not reading Excel for dummies. No, no one cares about Excel. Um, the internet for dummies. I, well, I no, we know the internet, Jerry. We know our way around Personal the finance for dummies? Uh, okay. That kind of maybe would be like an introduction yes. to. I would do that. I for would dummies. do sex for dummies. I would read that. All right, well. I would read that. Bing, bang, boom, you're pregnant. That was written in 1995. I guess all these were written. Wow, look at the... All of these were written in like the mid-90s. They must have had... Meetings over at the Four no. Dummies. Time out a second. How can I read the uh, personal finance for dummies from when it was written in 1994? No, no good. You got to get the updated version. Now, sex version. for dummies would be legit still. Same. I mean, Those, the penis hasn't changed. And it goes in the same spot uh, as it did in 1994. Actually, these days it goes in a couple different spots. Different areas. <laughs> I think in 94 as well. <laughs> I don't know about that. When do you think they I started? You, I've heard some weird things in the car as a sober driver lately. Where do you think they... It's, Hmm. When do you think it started that that started going in different places? <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same thing. Like now, have cavemen? People, I I don't know. Have because you always think about for me, you think about the 1930s and 40s and 50s yes. where everybody was so prim and proper, modest. But were they just acting prim and proper right. because of the times? And when you and your wife were behind closed doors. Yes. The entry, there were many entryways. Yeah, because if you look at uh, old paintings and stuff from that era, they were very sexual. They were. And okay. yet, 
I'll I'll be in like um, an eatery down the Jersey Shore, and they'll have like old pictures from like the Asbury Park. Right, beach. the girls got dressed down to her ankles, and a man's wearing a suit laying on the yeah. beach. I mean, what are we doing there? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, like, I do don't you know. think the. <laughs> I gotta be careful. Cavemen, let's say cavemen. Do you think cavemen? Mm-hmm. Now keep in mind, <laughs> there's no KY jelly. Right. I don't think they found any type of oils back then. So maybe leaf oils. Were cavemen entering from the rear? I don't know. Now you can enter from the rear, but to the proper spot. Not sure. I guarantee you they were doing that. Right. But do you think they were entering the rear entrance? Probably. You think? Well, when we were cavemen, we were a step above animals. Barely. Cavemen. They're probably just like... But no jellies and... They didn't even think about it. Their brains weren't developed. Yeah, but... All right. Forget cavemen. Yeah. How about guys in the 1500s? 1500s. Those aren't cavemen. Those are... Regular guys, rough. Yeah, no, I don't see that. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. There must be. Is there a uh, that Sex for Dummies book? Maybe uh, it would tell us. If you would like me to read, I will get that book. The history. I'm interested in the history of sex. When did we start doing different things? When did they first film a sex scene? Like uh, when was the first pornography? Uh, you want to know when the first pornography was? Yeah, like were there... It was a, fi- a prior photograph. Were there cave drawings of nude people doing things? Of orgies. Yeah, I think there were. Like, that's a conversation. Yeah. Like, how do you... And there's people out there that do this, and it's yes. interesting to me. Adults. How do you have do the this. conversation with the wife? Yeah. You want to remain married, but why not the two of us go... Do that stuff with other people. Yeah, because that I would think could be a deal breaker. How is it not? I don't know. Or how do you introduce a third person? Like people, right? How many people say that's their fantasy? Right. The threesome. But I don't know. After it's over, aren't you looking at each other like, what did we just do? Yeah. I would think so. So you'd be out for that. I would think the moment that act has been completed, you're like, hmm, now what do we do? That's a problem. (laughs) Right. Look forward to next Saturday. Now we've got a problem. I would think so. I would think that breaks up more marriages yes. than helps. Correct. Unless both are just freaky deaky and they love it. Right. And I'm sure that is out there. The freaky deakies? You know what I'm saying. We're both the man and we're both the woman and the man are into it. Right. Because usually I think it takes some convincing. I would think so. Right. I would think that cannot go smoothly. Uh, even if it went smoothly the first time, eventually that would go wrong and someone's feelings would be hurt. Well, yeah. And then here's the other thing. Which sex is being brought in? Right. I got to be honest. Not interested in another dude. You're not? No. Why would the wife be interested in another woman? Good question. Again, weird conversation to have. Mm-hmm. It'd be a tough one to have uh, straight up. I guess people would have that when they were drinking vodka, and then they go, oh, that was the vodka talk. <laughs> I'm not interested in that. That was vodka. Vodka's a bad thing sometimes. Vodka's very bad. (laughs) Yes, it is. I drink almost uh, beer exclusively at this point. Really? I'm done with the vodkas. I'm not done with the vodkas. I just, I can, unlike some people, I can control myself. You can. A couple, switch to beer. Yeah. I'm good. Wine, I have no interest in. I I don't mind the wine every Uh, once in a while, but beer to me is like, I know where I'm at. 
I know how many I've had. I know how dumb I'll the, start speaking. Yeah, but here's the problem with the beer. All kidding aside, once you go to the bathroom once, it's like every seven minutes. Yeah. And it doesn't stop until the next morning. Literally, it doesn't stop till the next morning. Yes. And that's kind of, that's a, to me, that's a deal breaker. No good. I had a weird situation last Friday. I went to, uh, I had many beers at this pizza place I go to, Mizuto's there in Wall. I had many beers. I many? Went, What's many for you? Three? Four beers. Okay. No, that's a good I had number. four beers. All right. I went home and went right to sleep. <laughs> I did not wake up once in the middle of the night to pee. How is that possible? And meanwhile, last night I go to bed at like 8.30. I'm up at 10. New, uh, midnight. Like. And all you drank was a little bit of water. A little bit of water with dinner. That makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. Absolutely none. Yeah, it's it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Did you ever have? Did you ever drink the beer all night? You're having a good time, and then you're engaged in activity later, and you got to stop because oh, that's of happened. that. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Stopping to pee. Ah, uh, because then it's over. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Right. You're because um, there's only one tube. Well, there's two tubes down there, but they meet in the middle. <laughs> Is that and true? once you shut one tube off to get the other tube going again, it's like a tunnel that goes down to one lane. <laughs> right? It's a highway. <laughs> yeah. You have the urine highway and the other fluid highway. The other fluid highway? That's and what only we're one it of now? them can get through a lane at a time. <laughs> <laughs> so when you interrupt one lane, yeah, it's a whole thing. Oh, it's, it's terrible. Jerry... Rod Stewart, are you familiar with him? Yeah, I've heard of him. So he's got a top 10 hit. Now? I'm very fascinated by this. Right yeah. now? Right now. I've never heard it. He's got a brand new top top 10 hit. Based on what? First one in 19 years. And he wrote it. it and I like the song. It's called Didn't I. You heard, you've heard it? I've heard it. Doesn't Paul McCartney have a top 10 hit too right now? Not top 10. He's got a new song. It's not top 10. But this had me thinking about Rod Stewart, and I uh, uh, Wikipedia'd him. This guy's had hits, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands, and now here, yeah, in twenty eighteen. Sounds about right. I bet you one oh two seven, our station one oh two seven plays this. I guarantee you. See, I got to figure out which chart this would be on because the first one that comes up, this is all uh, like Billboard top ten on Billboard's adult contemporary chart. Okay, so that's different then. Adult. Contemporary. I mean, that's already complicated. What does that even mean, adult contemporary? I like you frantically typing about Rod Stewart's top 10 hit. Well, it's either that or Sex for Dummies. Well. By the way, I will buy that today. Sex for Dummies? Yeah. Be great if there's just drawings in there. Do you think I'll learn anything in it? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You're laughing. I don't think you will. Uh, yes, he is 10th, exactly 10th. Oh, number 10. He's behind Girls Like You with Maroon 5 and Cardi B. Cardi B? Yes. It's a good song. I would this, uh, I would uh, listen. To, I'll give tell you it a what, listen. This is actually fascinating from this standpoint. The artists that are ahead of him mm-hmm. are Zed. Zed. Right? Ed Sheeran. Okay. Taylor Swift. Imagine Dragons. Maroon 5. Like today's hits, yes. like today's bands right. for this adult contemporary nonsense. I'm very impressed by and Rod Stewart. And then there's Stewart. 75 year old Rod Stewart. He's got to yep. be 75, right? Uh, he's got to be up there. Does it say it in here? Let's see. And Steve Perry's Noah Racing is 21 right now. Oh, he's got wow! Like if you look at the charts now, 
I do not see Paul McCartney on here. No. Paul I McCartney, saw... they play on satellite. It's it's a no one cares. <laughs> no one wants to go see Paul McCartney and have him break out one of his new songs. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I heard him read it with I was singing with James Corden. Yes. I wasn't terrible. I mean, again, the guy's in his 70s. I mean, he's still writing uh, pop I know. I'm songs. I'm sick. It's enough. I'm so you didn't answer me. Him. You think I'll le- learn anything reading this book? I think you might find something interesting. I don't think you're going to learn anything. You will find some oh, interesting you go there? things. Yes. <laughs> like, well, that's interesting. Uh, I'm going to read you this headline, Jerry, from England. Okay. Flesh-eating bug left a man with 1.5-inch penis. Bad story here. A man in the UK, a cancer patient, uh, he had to have his uh, prostate removed for mm. cancer. While they were doing that, they punctured his bowel. He then got necrotizing fas- fasciitis, a flesh-eating disease oh, which God. ate his penis down to one and a half inches. He says he feels less of a man. I can't bear to look in the mirror, he says. My wife and I have been together for 18 years and enjoyed a healthy sex life, but since this happened, that has been impossible. He's in constant pain. My goodness. He's going to have a lawsuit against this uh, place in uh, England. That's brutal. There was a story brutal. of a guy locally, and I think up, not locally, but I think upstate New York. Mm-hmm. He was um, crabbing. All right. And a flesh-eating bacteria got into what they believe was a slight little cut on his ankle. Really? And he has had his limbs um, cut off from the knee down. All right. And his forearms are gone now. So he's lost. He's lost all. He's lost his two legs, basically, and his two arms. How do we prevent ourselves from know. getting that? I have no idea. I don't know. Crabbing? Crabbing, yes. Just in the water. Yeah, not good. All right. You know know. how you prevent it? Yeah. You act like Al. You stay in your apartment. Don't go anywhere. Don't go crabbing. Horrible stories. I like this story coming out of here. Having fun. Why'd you got to do that? I'm going to bring it right back to the fun. Uh, I like the story from Houston, Texas. Houston. Uh, uh, Two students from the University of Houston. Houston. Were in a McDonald's there and noticed a large piece of wall that had no picture on it. it was an empty wall in the mcdonald's all right seems odd they are asian these two fellas okay they thought let's have some asian representation in this mcdonald's they found themselves a mcdonald's uniform at a thrift store they took a photo of themselves eating mcdonald's french fries oh, we're doing a lot of work here yeah they took a picture of themselves eating mcdonald's they blew it up They put on the fake McDonald's uniforms to go into the location and hang it up on the wall. And it's been hanging in there ever since. Shut up. (laughs) It's been 51 days and counting. (laughs) No one noticed? No. Well, because they hung the picture while wearing the McDonald's uniforms. Oh, my God. So they probably thought someone from corporate came in and did it. Yeah, and it looks like a great ad. It's just two guys. They look like they're friends hanging out, enjoying McDonald's. Let me see. It's a very little photo. That's a small photo. But they're the, they're, the photo I have is them sitting in front of their photo. That's funny. On the wall. Hey, you know what? It's, crea- it's a lot of work, but very it's creative. Very creative. I'll give them that. 
Uh, and let me do this one next, Jerry. Let me, let me do, I'm going to switch, uh, Jerry, switching orders. Switching right. orders. Switching orders. A Florida restaurateur. Okay. Is Nothing a, ever going to happen in Florida. In Orlando. I like Orlando. Is accused of shooting into the home of a woman who gave him a bad Yelp review. <laughs> <laughs> Al, you better look out. Yeah. Well, this guy, he looks like trouble, too. Hey, you know, the one thing about these Yelp reviews, yeah. I know your girlfriend has told you this. Yes. You are really playing with someone's livelihood. Yes. I don't really do bad Yelp reviews. Okay. I did a couple early on, and I had a very nice review for Patricia's in uh, Homedale. Well, because you, you had a good experience. I had a great experience. I was too lazy to Yelp review it, but when Open Table wrote to me and said, would you review this restaurant? I did a couple clicks. You ever have things that people tell you along the way in life that you just remember? Uh, like what, Jerry? So, I mean, there's a couple of things. My, my, my wedding day, I remember my mother telling me. I've never really? forgotten. One thing Kim's dad told me, I've never forgotten. One on your my, wedding day, both of them? Uh, no, Kim's father, was. that was probably 15 years ago. But really? just one of these things I've never forgotten. And one thing my dad always told me a long time ago when we were, oh my God, I must have been 12 or 13 years old, and we were at my cousin's house, and I said something not polite okay about their couch all right and my father <laughs> he just insulted their couch i did and my father grabbed my thigh like he was going to break it yes and said get inside all right and he said i'll never forget him looking at me and he goes if you ain't got something nice to say shut your mouth <laughs> <laughs> one of the great sayings and i've actually always i really have like really like i've met people in my family that you know they've dated people that i don't like and i just I'm not saying anything nice, and I'm not extending myself, and nothing. Just very down the line, and there'll be there have been times like, oh, you didn't like so and so. I'm like, I'm not saying anything. You remembered. I've always remembered that. What he grabbed you by the thigh and told you? I that? knew I was in trouble. He know we were because we were sitting at a dinner table, and and I you knew, go, hey, this couch sucks. I, I, I was I complained about the recliner. <laughs> so I don't remember. I was watching a football game and I, whatever it was. And I was sitting next to him, and he grabbed my right thigh and just really? squeezed it and looked at me and said, get inside. Okay. I knew I was in trouble. I don't know what I did. Right. It didn't even register. But that's one of those things. So I think about these Yelp reviews. Yeah. And before I'm ever, you know what? I'm either going to give you a good review or I'm going to stay silent. Right. And then no one's going to shoot in my house right. for a bad Yelp review. Yeah, bad Yelp review. You be careful. Shoot right in the house. You get angry. I do get and angry. reactive. Very reactive. But here's something that uh, I'm going to pass along, Jerry. This is positive information. Yeah. Enough negative Yelp reviews. I have a positive review. I would like to write it. And by writing it, I'm just going to say it out loud to you, Jerry. Please do. The U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, the Office of Mental Health and Suicide Prevention, they have a confidential support line for veterans and their families. I've given it a five-star review. Nice. Dial 1-800-273-8255, and you press the number one, Jerry. Very easy. How else can I get in touch with them? Well, online chat via veteranscrisisline.net. Okay. What about my phone? Can I do it on my phone? You can, Jerry. You can text them, 838-255. Now, I give it five stars because this confidential support is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 365 days a year for veterans and their family members. So every day. Every day. For all veterans, Jerry, even those not enrolled in VA healthcare, you would use the Veterans Crisis Line if you or someone you know is concerned about a veteran. 
You can also hit up the website, veteranscrisisline.net, to learn more about recognizing signs of crisis, warning signs of suicide, and how to respond to a veteran loved one in crisis. That's a five-star review. That's a good Yelp review. That's a good Yelp review. I don't know if they're on Yelp, but if I was going to review them, five stars. And you'd write as well. And I, I would write something yes, as you well. Would. Agreed. A nice great service. Note. Take it advantage of it. It is a very great service. Uh, pass it along yes. to someone who may need it if you don't need it. Exactly. I say that's we call that uh, pay it forward, Jerry. Pay it forward. So even though perhaps I don't know someone personally who would use that in my family, but I think, oh, Jerry Recco has someone. I may pass that along to you. Done. Warm-up is next. Remind me tomorrow. Tomorrow. For the podcast. Okay. Just say the number 119. 119. And we'll go from there. 119. Well, that's quite a tease. A little bit. I I leave you wanting more. Okay. Wanting more. The warm-up show is next. What are we doing? We're done? Yeah, we're done. All right. It's 40 after. I got a wins update. Yeah. All right. So... It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products, the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. Use it on your roof already. Hey, what do you say? We've reached Wednesday, which is a lot better than Tuesday because you're closer to Friday. That said, I'm close to Al Dukes. How are you, sir? Oh, hi, Jerry. What and is you up? Smell terrific this morning. I are, thank you. I usually try to. Are you a cologne guy? Yeah. I do not. When you uh, pick me up in the morning, I do not detect cologne because I don't put much on. Just the dab on it's your wrist. Probably two little your... sprays. Where do men put it? Because women do on the wrist, and then they dab their necks. <laughs> they dab their yeah, necks? yeah. Like they'll 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 um, spray their wrists, rub the wrist in a wrist I together. I would say one on dab. the neck and then one on the shirt. You do, yeah. It I've lasts also, longer on the shirt. I've also seen other guys like the situation on Jersey Shore. He'll spray the cologne in the air and oh, shut up, and then walk into it. Walk through the mist. <laughs> That's a bit much. Like is it this not? too. He goes like this. Come on. A very pronounced walk into the mist. You go to a wedding, you put cologne on. No, I'm not a cologne guy. Not a cologne guy. No. All right. Not since I wore... Deodorant? You like deodorant? I do love deodorant. Yeah, okay, big good. deodorant guy. Not a big fan of uh, antiperspirant. I feel like that probably clogs your armpit pores. <laughs> so I just go deodorant. I got to be honest. Three words I didn't think I'd hear today in succession. Armpit pores. Right. <laughs> Jerry, while you were sleeping last night, along with everybody else, Todd Frazier pulled a fast one. On the umps. He did. He uh, was a foul ball down the third base line, and he did a Derek Jeter-esque dive into the crowd. He didn't actually catch the ball, but he was smart enough to grab a rubber baseball that a fan must have brought to the game. He held that up to the ump. The ump called him called him out. Mm-hmm. He quickly got rid of the ball into the crowd as if he was giving a souvenir. Right. Then he was seen yucking it up in the dugout. Because he pulled a fast one. Pulled a fast yeah. one. Steve Gelbs uncovered this afterwards on SNY. You said he made the catch, but did he? Did he? He did not, sir. He did not. <laughs> and then I saw people on Twitter were furious at Steve Gelbs. I understand why. Why? I don't necessarily know if it's Gelbs as much as it's SNY that probably told him to do it. I'll tell you why. Because I went and watched this because you pointed this out on the drive-in. I intrigued you. Why? Why would you tell? What was the point? So even watching the video, Al, I still can't tell what the hell I'm seeing or looking at. And they're like highlighting the real baseball. Yeah. It doesn't look like anything. 
So why are they going out of their way to tell us that he didn't make this catch? Go ahead, explain. I would say they're doing it just because they're looking for uh, clicks, Jerry. They're looking for Twitter conversations. So they're we, looking, we out one of our players? They're outing one of their players. We thought it was one of the great catches we've seen this season, but it turns out, Gary, it was one of the great deceptions we've seen in a long time. Now, Why? Now, when Major League Baseball now will have to review this, is he going to get fined? Al, I have no idea. I don't know. But the fact that they're talking about, and if you're the umpire, I guess you don't ever look in the glove to see what the, I mean, what did it look like? I guess it was a, looked I, like a baseball. I, it looked like a ball for sure. You can tell me it looked like this. It wasn't one of those pink sponge balls. It was not a that pink sponge ball, but it's kind of like we have little promo baseballs yeah. around here. That's what it looked like to me. The ump couldn't tell the difference. I bet that, well, I wonder why the, why a fan would even bring a fake ball to a game. I, I know why they bring them to Justin Turner. I, I know why know. they bring them into the outfield because th- what happens is if they catch a home run ball from the opposite team, they want to pretend they're throwing the ball back. Is that what they do? Yeah, I was not aware of that. I've seen that in slow motion on replays, right? Where fans in these ballparks, like uh, where they do that Wrigley Field, they do it in a lot of places now, actually. Yeah. So then I got a cough. Hold on. Oh Jerry. my god. I mean, now it's fifteen minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then they bring that fake ball, so they whip that back on the field. They take the home run ball. So they look like them. a tough guy, but yes. they're really taking the home run yeah, ball. Yeah, taking the home run That's ball. That's phony. Very phony. You call them out for that. Jerry, are you interested in this? Not really. That's going to happen this evening. Spoiler. Sp- <laughs> do you want to do this again? or <laughs> Spoiler alert. I'm interested. Okay. Stanton versus Fires tonight. The guy who... Sp- Threw yeah, the sure. fastball into his jaw. And then threw at him again earlier in the season, right? Yes, earlier yeah, sure. this season. That works. I'm interested in that tonight. You're not staying up. I'm not staying up. No, of course you're not. But I'm interested. There's no chance you're staying up. No. Well, the, well he's going to come to bat right, at what time? But why say you're interested if you're not going to stay up and watch it? Go home and take a nap and no. then be there at 10 o'clock tonight when Stanton comes to the plate. I'm interested in the highlight video tomorrow. Right, exactly. Because even if he throws inside... Which he claims the last time when he hit him earlier this season, he was just trying to pitch inside, pitch inside, and he drilled him. Don't you think it's got to be in his head? Yes, Fire's head, both of their heads. Yes, but um, as a pitcher who's as listen, you were once a very successful softball pitcher until yes. you lost your mind and couldn't throw the ball over the plate right. and Anxiety. started getting wounded warriors. Mm-hmm. It's in your head to know stay away from that spot. Now, if you're Mike Fires, to be effective, you kind of have to pitch in. But if you get it a little too far in, Stanton might come club you with the bat. Like, that's got to be in his head every time he throws a pitch to him. But Stanton does not seem like a fighter. Because I've seen um, him even in He the, had a chance earlier in the right. year, and he, he didn't. Did nothing. He yelled. He's muscular yes. and can hit a ball far. Does not seem like he fights. Probably not. But you wouldn't want to throw down with him. I would not, personally. No, probably not. That's but a yeah, big dude. Everyone's thinking about it. Fires is thinking, oh, oh right, this is the guy whose jaw no, no, I broke. Not, this is the guy. It's ugh, Stanton again. Ooh. Yeah. Guess I can't throw inside to him. Especially if he hits... A, let, let's say he, he can't throw inside, and then Stanton hits a home run off him. Be great theater, then hit him right in the hip the next time he comes up. Right in the hip. Then you'll find out if Stanton's a fighter or not. I bet he's not. I know he's not. <laughs> if Stanton hits a home run in his first at bat and then gets hit in the hip in his second at bat, he's charging the mound. No. He is. Other Yankee. Like he's a, charging the mound. No, it seems like a fighter that... Brett Gardner. Yeah. I knew Brett you were going to say that. <laughs> he's he <looks> scrappy. <laughs> definitely scrappy. I agree. He would come charging out. <laughs> you think it'd be all Gardner. 
and fight for Stanton. Yes. Well, we'll see. I, I, that will happen. Someone will get into a fight if he gets hit tonight. Then there were reports of a brouhaha in the Seattle Mariner locker room. It was room. confirmed, not just reports. I heard reports. Scott Service acknowledged Scott it. Service? Yes. Who's this now? <laughs> a reporter with so the Mariners. So you did read the story. <laughs> I did read. He's the, um, oh, who'd you, what'd you say? I did read it. Right. So who's Scott Service? Scott Service is the manager of the yes. Mariners who had to hold a press conference in the dugout. The pre-game. best part of the tweets are, though, is that it's like D. Gordon asked everybody to get out so they could fight, basically. They said he was very polite about yes. it. Yes. Could everybody just please clear? We're going to have a brief meeting and then <laughs> kick each other's they ass. Brouhaha. A big brouhaha. And then what happened? Didn't exactly fire them up. No. They lost to the Orioles. And they lost to the terrible Orioles. At home, yeah. Do you think punches were thrown or just yeah, shoving? Yeah, I think so. You do? Well, they're saying it was a brawl inside the locker room. A brawl isn't just pushing and shoving. A brawl is a brawl. And then I like when managers or players go, uh, oh, this happens all the time. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> there's al- there's always fist fights I'm in the sure locker room. I'm sure guys yell and scream. That's fine. There's not there's not brawls. Or what do you call it? A brouhaha? Brouhaha. Yeah, that's not happening every That day. means... Punches thrown. Right, I would think they so. brouhaha. <laughs> like the Roadhouse. Remember that Patrick Swayze yeah. movie? Those were brouhaha's. That means a lot of like, if I were in a brouhaha, I would not punch someone. I would do that thing where I grab their shirt in the front and push them up against the wall. And then what? Hug them? <laughs> Hope someone breaks it up. <laughs> Have you ever gotten into a fight? No. Ever come close to getting into a fight? I've ran out of fights. <laughs> And you left your girlfriend? Bar fight. <laughs> I've run out of bar fights. Gene, take care of this, please. Down in Tampa, I ran out of a couple bar fights. Slap my... fights. Because you weren't involved? Because I didn't want to be involved. My friends were involved. Slap fights. And you take off. And I was like, see you guys. So you're jumping ship. I jump ship, yeah. Got it. But they expect that. They were bigger gentlemen. People expect not a lot from you. Not a lot. I think I've me. heard you say that before. Yeah, and that's what I normally give them. Boy, you're a mess. Not a lot. <laughs> you really are. Anything else? I do have another one. Um... Pat Shermer was on this radio station yesterday uh, talking to, uh, I believe, Mike Francesa. Pat Shermer! (laughs) He says, well, he's left open the possibility of letting Odell Beckham Jr. return punts Mm -hmm. and Saquon Barkley return kicks. Now, if I was a Giants fan, I'd be... you put them in bubble wrap. No, I'd be fine. Saquon Barkley is like a man. So you'd be good with this. Odell Beckham looks like he weighs, I know he weighs more because he's a football player and he's around other football players, so he looks thinner than he is. I don't want that guy returning him. He seems fragile. So you feel like he'll get hurt. Barkley yes. with his big tree trunk thighs will be fine. No problem. Okay, until he pulls a hamstring again like he did in practice two weeks ago. Yeah, you. Uh, like, do you really want Odell <laughs> Beckham returning punts? Like, I you just no paid issue. the guy a really no billion dollars. They're football players. Go do it. Deion Sanders, he's great at it. Yeah, but he would run out of bounds if someone was going to hit him. You have to be smart about right. it. Absolutely, you can be. You can do that though the right way. I I would be psyched if I was a giant fan. He was returning punts and returning kicks. The the team could barely get down there by the time you return the ball for punts. For punts, no. For kickoffs, I'm right. saying right. But that's much scare safer. You, the kickoff no. should scare you more. No, because you're going at full speed. Yeah, that's but, when you get clocked. But some of those punters, Jerry, they punt the ball so high it just you hangs like up there. Oh, fair catch. Right. I would do that every time. No, you, Fair catch. You're like, Dukes, let's go. You had a path. You wouldn't be able to catch the ball. <laughs> Have you ever tried to catch a punt? No. No chance. Ball be going over your head. Flipping all sorts of. face. Yeah. <laughs> Women's <bad>. panties. <laughs> hmm. Be a bad scene. Anyway, we got to take a quick break. Yes. We are breaking it, yes. 
All right, we'll take a quick break, and then uh, Boomer and Geo coming up next on The Fan. It's the dynamic duo of Alan Jerry on the warm-up show. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products and the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. The superheroes of building products. All right, welcome back. We have about a minute or so till the top till we get to uh, Boomer and Geo. Yankees did beat the A's last night 5-1 to one, while the Mets lost in Los Angeles. Uh, they got Vargas. Uh, they wound up losing 11-4 after they had themselves a 4-0 lead, and Serena Williams and Rafael Nadal did win at the Open. Jerry, I found a better job in the NFL than third-string quarterback. You did? Yes. How is that positive? Replay coordinator. No, uh, practice squad quarterback. Oh, shut up. Where Davis Webb is headed yes. to the Jets. <laughs> you would love that. Ah, oh, practice squad quarterback. They'll just Now, in those situations, they'll be like, uh, Davis Webb is Tom Brady this week, right? Then yes. He, they'll put the jersey on and they'll run the other But does he have to plays. act like Tom Brady? Oh, you try and do as best you can to simulate what they're going to see, yes. And you run the, run the plays that they have. Sure. Even mannerisms? No, Al. <laughs> no, I'm curious. You, ma- you mean by mannerisms? Like, if Brady yells at receivers, does he yell at his I, receivers? He might. I don't know. Like, I don't it, know. Does he take it as an acting role? No, I don't think he's trying to become a... No, he's not going to be in film. He stinks. Be listening tomorrow for another Yankees box office blitz. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there... This is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f*** yourself? <laughs> wow. Well, you weren't kidding. You were. You came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.